Hi everyone, welcome to the very first episode of this brand new podcast, A Darker Matter. My name is Alexis and I have always been very interested in things paranormal, conspiracy theory, true crime, um, just weird things happening around. Um, So I wanted to start this podcast to talk about those things in more of a lens of the area in which I'm from, which is Ellicottville, New York. Um, So focusing on stories mostly from around that area and kind of how like a small community sees these things and how they're reported and stories that you wouldn't really hear in a big city. And I've always wanted to start a podcast and I've always loved true crime podcasts. So I thought this was perfect way for me to kind of join the community. And so I'm joined here today with a special guest. I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, I'm Drew. And so Drew and I are going to be talking about Flannel Man and then a different wooded story to kind of keep up with the theme of Spooky November. I am super excited. Um, So we'll get right into it. So Flannel Man, I have a lot of opinions about whether this is a ghost, if it's just a, a random guy in a flannel that has been you know the stereotypical that's now flannel man Mm -hmm. um or if it's like a group of guys that every couple of years you know share a flannel and go out and scare people is like a joke family tradition it's all kind of weird so we'll get right into it um there is a really good article i'll link it in the description um for the source material that kind of details all of the sightings um the articles from salamanca press it was written in 2015 um And it's pretty good. It has all of the abridged stories and a lot of stories that are kind of um, even firsthand from the writer himself. Um, So we'll talk about this apparition called the Flannel Man. Um, So he is described as a man uh, with a scraggly beard, tall and thin, who wears a flannel and jeans. And he likes to hang out at Allegheny State Park, uh, which is a state park south of I-86. Um... In the Western New York area, it's not really near anything other than I think the closest city to it's probably Salamanca. Yeah, um, in between Salamanca and Jamestown, Jamestown. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Closer to Salamanca. Yeah. But um, it's a really good state park. Highly recommend. I don't know. Maybe you'll see Flannel Man. Who knows? Um, so we'll talk about the first sighting. Um, so... One time, a group of families who were staying um, at the park went to the field to stargaze. And as they were shining their flashlights, they saw this ghost in the flannel shirt. But when they aimed the flashlights back again, he wasn't there. So this one, to me, is probably more of the creepy ones. If you see a man in a field and you put your flashlight on it and then it's gone. Yeah, but if it's dark enough to have to use flashlights how do you truly see it or is the mind playing tricks i know but it's a group of people so like how could you have the same hallucination or the same apparition this is true yeah so i mean i don't know all of this is up to you know your own critical thinking and what you believe and what you choose not to believe yeah did they know flannel man before they went to stargaze and they were talking about it and then it was just like Right, some bias there. Yeah. Like they went in uh-huh. thinking about him, yeah. which I've done a lot too. When we camp there, I always 
you know, like joke about Flannel Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad would tell me about Flannel Man when I was little, and he was like, yeah, it's just so creepy, so weird. But, yeah. So the flashlight's there. Flashlight see him, then back again, wasn't there. It's kind of weird, but it also goes with Flannel Man's theme. He really likes to appear and then disappear. Which we'll kind of go more through these stories and like compare and contrast, but I think that is super interesting. Okay, so um, this is from the writer himself, the second story, Um, and this takes place back in the mid 80s um, when the writer and his wife were camping at the park. They were sitting around the campfire around 2 a.m. when they decided to go for a ride to Quaker Lake. Um, And he said that as they drove along in the pitch black darkness, this man suddenly appeared and was standing on the shoulder at the end of the road. Uh, He is quoted, the writer, he says, I quickly turned the car around and got the deer spotter to take a look, but he wasn't there. It was just creepy and weird. That is creepy and weird. That is creepy. I mean, but it is creepy and weird. And what's a deer spotter? Is that just like a scope or is that something that's like thermal, like night vision? No, there's no way. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess, yeah, if he grabbed it and there was nothing there. It's the 80s. Yeah. This is also the mid 80s, so it probably was just a scope, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, but like, how many, like, honestly, the uniform of Western New York and Allegheny State Park in the fall um, flannel and jeans. is a flannel and jeans. And a Even, guy with a scraggly beard. And a tall guy <laughs> with a scraggly beard, who, ageless, by the way. Yeah. Like, we still don't know if this is the same flannel man yeah. in all of the stories. Um, I don't know. He's just kind of like a boogeyman at this well, point. Well, like you said earlier, there was... I suggested logging when we weren't recording. But um, oh. I didn't know that there was a, yeah. a a logging site there before it became a state park. So that's very, very likely. Right? So like That, I, I believe. That I can get you behind. You can see it? Yes. Is if there was a death at the logging site, a man in a flannel and jeans and a scraggly beard... Could pass as a guy that's a logger. But the reported death was in 1908. And what did... Did they even have blue jeans and flannels back in 1908? I genuinely don't know. Like, uh, when I I think of 1908, I think of, like, Titanic formal wear. Yeah. Yeah, but not as a logger. You know what I mean? But, like, what did they wear? I know blue jeans... You think of what loggers wear now. Right. Their their uniform, quote-unquote, probably hasn't changed in the last 150 years. Yeah. And so I did some digging on this um, logging death accident, flannel wearing man may have died in 1908. Um, and I could not find any source articles on it. Uh, there was a logging camp in, like Drew was saying, in the park before it got converted to a state park because, um, you know, in 1908, state parks weren't a thing till like after the Great Depression when that was part of that bill or FDR, whoever, mm-hmm. you know, was like, we need to protect the land, save mm-hmm. the land, let's, let's establish national parks. Yeah. Which was a great idea. Love love oh, yeah. the parks, love being outside. Yeah, I support that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, this was just open land for use. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird to think about how, you know, like there was industrial stuff going on in the park. So, like, it is believable that there, you know, might be some sort of death. But, I mean, if I was a logger who died there, like, I don't know. I also have never talked to a ghost, but I don't know why my spirit would, like, stay connected to that. Well, if it was open land, 
who knows, especially in 1908, some guy could have been living on that land completely undetected. Mm -hmm. And if he did have a family or he was a lone wolf, he could have passed and he wanted to stay there. This is kind of his stomping grounds. Yeah, that is, I mean, some people may have lived there their whole lives. This is true. Right? I mean, there's still technically a community at Red House. Well, yeah, which is, Red House is the smallest, it's the smallest town, city, village. It's the smallest in New York State. It has like eight people in it. Oh, yeah, there's reference. one road. Yeah, it, it's the smallest. And it's also, if you're driving on 86, uh, pro tip, you'll get pulled over for anything. <laughs> Drew's been pulled over Oh, there. yeah, that's why I found out about the little communities, because yeah. I had to go to the town court, and it was... It didn't even look like a town court. I was wondering if I was in the right place. And there's maybe 10 homes, if that, on the road when you pull off of I-86, not going to Red House Lake. You got to go the opposite direction. You know what's so weird is actually one of my friends in my graduate school program got pulled over there. And he's he's nowhere from the area. Like, Mm -hmm. he was just going home on 86. Mm -hmm. And... It's just absolutely crazy to me that I'm like, they have, they must have so much revenue. Oh, yeah. Those state park police. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. They, they want to get you for whatever they can. All right. Yeah. So pro tip, don't speed. Go 65. Yeah. Um, but circling back. So I tried to do some research on this logging you know, camp in 1908, which when you put into Google Allegheny State Park logging camp, uh. You mostly get hits about camping at Allegheny State Park. Um, So I haven't been able to find any information on it. Um, But there is a a sawmill that they're currently renovating right now um, that I know was for sure a thing back then. So, and that's going to be a very, like, beautiful attraction that they're making. Um, So, yeah, moving on to... Uh, the next sighting. Um, this is a family who was driving um, near one of the lakes. They saw this guy walking alongside of the road, and as their car got closer, they could see him, and when they passed him, he was gone. In typical flannel man fashion, you see him, he's gone. Um, but, like, in this case, too, the story, it goes on to say that the family drove a couple of miles further down the road, and the same guy was walking down the road ahead of them again, and then when they passed him, disappeared. Which, yeah. I mean, this one to me feels more of like a supernatural paranormal experience. Because you're driving past them, a man on foot. Mm-hmm. You're driving. You get further down the road and you pass him again. Yeah, even if you're going 20 miles an hour, that dude's got to be fast as hell to get it back to that he, same he, spot. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. There's no way. And yeah. so that's kind of creepy to me. Yeah, that is. That, you know what I mean? That that's, is. That's kind of unsettling. Yeah. Um, and it was a family and driving and you pass a guy walking. I mean, I just, it's not possible one, unless it's like, you know, some people trying to play a joke. Yeah. And they just purposely set up. Yeah. I mean, hey, you go here, I'll go here. We'll I, wear the same stuff. Could you imagine if this is like a group of friends from the eighties and this has been like their friend group, like running joke. Oh, just a giant hoax. Yeah. Like, they pretend to be Flannel Man, and they think it's... Like, that would actually be, like, absolutely hilarious if true. Yeah, that would And, be. you know, they, they, you see them, then you disappear. Yeah. But All the right. one with the flashlight, how, you, there's no way you're getting away from... It's an open field, right? They were stargazing. Right. And op- there's, there's no way you're getting away 
that quick to have them not be able to spot you after that. So there's, there's, I don't know. Yeah, this is spooky. Spooky. All right. Um, so next story, and this is from the writer's um, daughter and a family friend. Um, and this was during October when they were staying at a camping site. And um, it was a cold, sunny afternoon in October, and the women decided to go for a walk. And all of a sudden, they spotted a man standing in the creek. As they continued walking, they thought it was odd that a man would be standing in a creek in mid-October. Again, they passed the guy. He was gone. And I know Drew is going to say. Yeah, okay. Well, it was a cold, <laughs> sunny afternoon. I was going to say nighttime. Okay, definitely yeah. weird. Uh, to see afternoon. someone in standing in the creek, so but probably, sunny afternoon, you know, the guy might be fishing. But it's again, fishing. Again, how how is he there and then not there? But it's like it's always always like it's after you pass the guy, he's gone. Yeah, isn't that like yeah. creepy? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. It's mm, it's weird. It's just weird. It's if just, the guys are doing some giant hoax, good for them because <laughs> they're doing a good job. And they have been dinner table conversation for oh, a long yeah. time because And it's going to it. stay in the family for generations. Yeah. yeah. They're going to hand down the same fi- oh flannel God, when they're the on their flannel. deathbed. <laughs> Be like, this is, a, <laughs> this is a family tradition. <laughs> our most sacred tradition. Son, you must go and scare people. <laughs> All right. And there's one more story. I'll tell um, who is it's the writer again um, that they were driving over deal trail. And after dinner, they were approaching deal. Um, they saw some children playing baseball in an open field. Um, that is when they saw flannel man crouch down on his elbows and knees, like watching the kids, you know, how like adults squat, especially during baseball. So I'm sure you can picture it. Um, but um, the writer thought that it was a little odd and a little suspicious, which is like true. It's a grown man watching kids play baseball that mm-hmm. they don't know. Um, and so here's kind of a plot twist um, that said that when they got within 15 feet of him, he looked at the car, sprang up and started running in a zigzag path. And in a matter of seconds, he was gone. Poof. Poof. But I mean, why would you run in a zigzag path? Like it's not an it's not an alley you were just no, no. it's not an alligator like no. what grown man like how is that like allu- unless you're trying to like avoid bullets yeah but uh, f- fifteen feet you gotta have to do a hell of a lot more to avoid bullets than just running zigzags uh, this this one to me seems more kind of just also what is weird the writer always has a family friend. Or someone that he can ask. And all of these are all... Is it not? You said, you know... A lot of them are the writer. Daughter and family yeah. friend also yeah. witnessed. Like, it's... it's a, I don't it's know. Friends. Is there a little bias there? Well, yeah. I mean, it is It is his own personal story. This so is true. we can't change his truth. Yes, yeah, I know. And, but I mean, like, it's always with groups of people and... Like, like I was saying earlier, like, I don't think you could have, like, a communal, like, visual hallucination. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I'm At sure the exact same time, seeing the exact same thing. The man in a flannel. Yeah, this is true. If multiple people see it in 
multiple different times, then let's just say there's something up. And this is just saying if the stories are true. Yeah. And that's like the big disclosure here. And always be a good consumer of information and always critically think about, you know, the stories. Yeah, told. form your own opinion. Form your own opinion. But to me, I mean, this last story about the guy watching kids just seems more like uh, more weirder feeling than ghost feeling. Especially since he ran off. It wasn't the flannel man passed and gone. Like he ran away. So I don't know if this was just a guy watching the kids play baseball and yeah, the kids were kind of sketched out or yeah, kind of creeped out. And I mean, I don't know. It's just the world we live in now. It's so sad that as a kid, like, you, you know, you're afraid of adults watching you. Just yeah, sad, scary. Huh? Yeah. Um, so flannel man was last seen officially reported in about 2010. Um, hasn't been seen since. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the whole flannel man story. To me, his story has always kind of stuck with me. Um, just because it's just, you know, like the classic boogeyman story. Right in our backyard. Right, in your, And he's right in our backyard. Yeah. And it's a true ghost story. Uh-huh. And it's just so interesting. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I, I appreciate it, but... I guess it's one of those things, like most things, like all of these, I, I'd have to see it to believe it, obviously. Right. I'd like to see it with my own eyes in order to formally accept it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like we should drive out to the state park and, you know, like bring an offering or like a couple new flannels. <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a racer. New pair of boots yeah. or something. A new pair of jeans. Yeah. Like <laughs> he'll join us at the campfire i don't know yeah next time you're at a fire you'll never know if flannel yeah. man is joining you he might be there yeah all right and so right i think right now we're gonna move on to our next segment we're just kind of tell another spooky tale so hang on for that All right, so moving onwards. Um, so I have permission. It's in the comment of this post. Uh, this is a post from Reddit and the paranormal subreddit. Um, and it is a story by someone entitled, I witnessed something with a few friends in the woods nine years ago that still haunts me till this day. And I just wanted to go over it because it's spooky November. We're trying to keep it up before we get too festive with Christmas. We got to keep, you know, the autumn chill around just a little longer <laughs> all right so writer says me and some of my buddies used to go to this place called profile rock in freetown massachusetts late at night sometimes two to three in the morning one night during the summer i go to the profile rock with three of my friends at 2 30 a.m just to mess about and explore now i didn't know this at the time but profile rock in the area we were in is part of an area called the Bridgewater Triangle, which is a site of alleged paranormal activities and also one of the most haunted areas in the state I live in. Continuing on, we climbed Profile Rock itself, stayed on top of it for maybe three to four hours, and we all decided to leave. Now, as you're leaving Profile Rock, you have to go down this long path that's about two miles long to get back to where we parked our car. Two of my friends are walking about 20 to 30 feet in front of me and my other friend. Now, I'll never know why I turned around. I didn't have a feeling like someone was watching us. I just simply turned around because besides the moonlight shining through the trees in certain areas, we only had cell phone flashlights to make our way around. 
I remember turning around and seeing someone running at us from about 150 feet away, full speed. And what threw me off wasn't that they were running at us, it was how they were running. You know how a zombie walks in a horror movie, dragging one of its legs, almost limping? That's how this someone was running at us. At first, I didn't say anything and possibly assumed it was one of my friends or something that was already there who got injured and needed assistance until this someone made it to an area of the path where moonlight reached through the trees and gave them some perspective. What I saw still chokes me up till this day. You ever see a child try to draw a person? How they make a stick figure most of the time? That's exactly how this someone looked. I caught maybe a 10 second glance as it was running under the moonlight. Lit trees, but I saw no distinguishable facial features, no eyes, no mouth, no ears. Its arms and legs looked like that of an extremely malnourished person, only completely black, and it didn't look like skin or any type of clothing from what I could see. I almost can't even describe it, TBH, and you could blatantly tell it wasn't a mask or one of those Halloween blacked out suits. What do you think? A stick figure running away from you? Running at you. Running at you? That's... At full speed. That seeing someone, in quotes, running at us from about 150 feet away, full speed. Right? A stick figure. That's weird. Isn't it? Okay. And also how they, like, even distinguished that they could tell it wasn't, like, a morph suit. Yeah. No skin, no clothes, no nothing. I guess... Was it, like, I mean, like, I'm more curious. Was it more, like, you know, like, the bathroom sign, men, woman? Or was it, like, a true stick figure? Yeah. Like, like drawn with like, a sharpie yeah. or a pencil. It's, like, a big difference, right? And, no, I mean, yeah, I guess moonlight, you can you can see something from 150 feet away or something like that. But at first, when they just said they had cell phone flashlights, I was like, how, how are you going to see... Okay, so he goes on, um, the writer, and he says, I recall calling out to my friend in a panicked voice who was walking with me, who was now maybe 10 feet ahead of myself. I shined my cell phone light on him as he was looking where I was just looking, and I could tell right away from his facial expression that I wasn't seeing things. It was now maybe 40 feet away from us, and it was almost the same different dis- distance as our friends in front of us, and me and my friend just took flight and started running. My two other friends in front of us shot around and asked us what was wrong and i replied just run and all four of us jetted to our car i remember taking a glance back as we were running and there was nothing there even though whatever was chasing us would certainly be on our tails by now we all hopped in the car and my friend who was walking with me yells dude tell me you seen that what the f was that i told him i seen the same thing and i asked him to describe to all of us what he saw and he described literally the exact same thing i witnessed By now, my two other friends are thinking we were joking around or messing with them until my friend who was walking with me swore on his father who had passed away not even a month ago that he's telling the truth. I was kind of frustrated at TBH because I couldn't believe my other two friends didn't see it as they turn around to question why we were running, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter now. We actually went back there a few more with a few more people the day after and witnessed nothing, of course. I'll never know what it was or who it was or what it wanted. But I know one thing, there's no way in hell two people both imagine seeing some stick figure specter in the woods. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to question that at the end of this when you were done. If what? if it was just this guy seeing it, because if it's just one, it's then, two. you know, yeah. your mind could be playing tricks, whatever. But 
the fact that he saw the other guy's facial man woman whoever it was uh facial expression and and they just started bolting um do you know what the vibe i got was like the blair witch project vibe like you know you know the the camera on their face no 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 when you know like the things they leave in the trees the like whatever the spirit is in blair witch like they leave like the triangle people oh yeah you know what i'm talking about like the symbol Uh is it like a blair witch project-esque yeah, no hands or right? no no face, no, no face? nothing. Wait, let's let's read the description again. Hold on. Um, I caught maybe a ten <laughs> second glance as it was running under the moonlight trees, but I saw no distinguishable facial features, no eyes, no mouth, no ears. Its arm and legs looked like that of an extremely malnourished person, only completely black, and it didn't look like skin or any type of clothing from what I could see. So I mean, like. I mean, ten seconds is that's a pretty in long that look. sense to gather information and yeah, yeah that that's, that's a long look. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's that's spooky. I first of all, um, if I knew it was a place like that, I would never be going to a place At 2 like 30 that. In the morning. Yeah, the fact that they didn't know that like until after, yeah. yeah. That it's called the what? The... Uh, Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. That's the alleged site of paranormal activities. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I mean, like, but we also don't know, like, the history of, like, this profile rock that they hike, like, in this area. I mean, Massachusetts mm-hmm. is a very old state. Yes. They have a lot of, you know, Native American people, lands there. I mean, originally, you know, they all got kicked out west. Yeah. But, I mean, there's got to be a lot of old. That was, there. I mean, Massachusetts was like the capital of yeah. witch killings back in the day, too. Oh, I didn't think about that. Like witch hunting? Yeah. She's a witch. All that stuff. Yeah. The Crucible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I don't know. I, I just have never been in this position where, you know, like you look back and you have a solid 10 seconds to look at it. And you can, yeah. you, you like are trying to make, I don't know if it's your brain is trying to make sense of what you're seeing. Yeah. But I'm also like not getting Bigfoot vibes. Like, cause you know what I mean? Like the Sasquatch. No. Bigfoot. No. Like that, I would believe more of a Sasquatch Bigfoot picture than a stick figure. Yeah. And yeah. It's just. So but at the same weird. time, maybe you're only getting outlines of what this person thing you know you're not seeing texture or anything like that in the moonlight and stuff if if it's give or take 100 150 yards away running at you like you're not seeing oh it's got a fleece quarter zip on or something like (laughs) you know what i mean you know um yeah but like but to be able to see that it's that mm -hmm. like quote malnourished or something like that yeah like that's why he thought it was a a stick figure-esque kind of thing um but to be able to tell in that detail of how it was running and yeah that's i would still be haunted to this day well yeah i would have no idea what the hell that was like i instantly thought of like when i read malnourished i was like is this like a sex trafficking and they're trying to get help because they're running at them like maybe they're being kept in the woods 
Yeah. In like mountain, you know what I mean? Like malnourished, like, you know, like, well, like if they're running from something when they got in their car, yeah, when they got in their car, it probably would have caught up to them in the car and like at least been able to like bang on the window or something like that. You'd think in in reality, when you're running like 150 feet really is not that far. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like honestly, though, like they were kind of talking about more of like a shadow. Yeah. Than a, like a solid person. Yeah. Like, because right now I'm envisioning, like, the, you know, Microsoft Paint, like, stick figure. And if you're walking <laughs> through the woods at, they got there at 2.30, they were there for three, let's say five in the morning or something like that. It's probably not too, you know, loud. There's nothing going on. You're hearing crickets or something like that. But the fact that he just no feeling like someone was watching them or anything like that just turned around if someone's running at you you would hear a, it yes a human being is in, running at you even from a, 200 yards away and in, or the, 200 in the woods feet. in the middle of the night oh yeah you're gonna sounds. hear that yeah. yeah you're gonna hear that you're i mean your brain is genetically programmed to you know fight or flight like you to would listen hear that. for those yeah. things yeah that's why you i mean sometimes your mind will play tricks on you like what was that yeah, so you're oh. constantly trying to, like, fill in that yeah. information. Uh-huh. But the other guy, you know, swore on his, you know, father who had just passed. Yeah, that's deep. You know, you'd like to think is, is human nature, like, that person is telling the truth. This is so... I'm gonna have, like, a nightmare tonight. Yeah. Like, stick figure. Yeah, just running at us. Wait, you know, what the kind of vibes it's giving me? What is that, like, do you remember, like, when we were, like, in high school, middle school? Like, was it Slender Man? Oh, Yeah. They just came out with another new movie. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of giving me like Slender Man vibes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I don't know. I. uh, That's really weird. Right? Mm hmm. I don't know. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. And I I, honestly, to me, also still can't believe they went back. Even like the next day, they were like, they rounded up. They're like, let's round up the boys. Let's go back. Yeah, let's fight whatever this thing was. Like, I don't think there's enough sage in the world to, like, no. cleanse your soul after that. No. Uh, yeah. That's... Read some of the comments. Um, okay, so there aren't a lot of comments. Um, there is one that says, I wonder if the figure wanted you guys to leave since you were leaving. No need for additional chasing. Maybe he saw you as being on his turf. Which, like... Yeah. Oh. Go up. What was that one? Right here. Oh. Oh, it just talks about. Oh yeah, about, that's just yeah, a different. Yeah. The different, yeah, the background of it. Um, but OP, like OP, is original poster. He does comment. Um, someone asked, was it running? Um, was it like running, but its legs does not seem to bend at the knees, so it's like shuffle running, and um. He says, the OP says, picture a person with a broken ankle and then picture them attempting to run with that broken ankle while dragging their leg. It was running like it was wounded or something. And I don't know, to me, that kind of makes sound like a, I don't know, like, is, do you think deer can, like... No, I'm telling you, if they, if they were a solid being, whether an animal or human, you're going to hear that running at you. Especially if they, how he, she, OP, the person who wrote this explained how fast they were running. It was running. Like, you're yeah. gonna hear that. 
Yeah, and the, the thing didn't have eyes, so how was it chasing them, right? And no facial features. So creepy. Um, okay, and so there's another comment with someone with a similar story, so I'll read that. Um, my boyfriend has a similar story, but UK-based. This was about 10 years ago. He was around 11 and was visiting his grandparents in London. Their property was right next to a forest, which was usually fine. He'd played a lot in it before and had no encounters. But on this day, he saw something like you had described. He was waiting near his dad's car to go home after being there that weekend and was effing around on the edge of the forest um, 10 feet away when you should like look out into the forest. Um, he had no fear or sense that anyone was there. He just felt like he had to look, you know, very similar. Very to this similar. Very similar. Um, he said that when he looked, he saw a humanoid creature about seven feet tall with stick thin limbs and no facial features. He also said that the whole thing was black except for its head, which was stark white, and that its arms were so long it ran on all fours like an ape. Within the few seconds he stared at it, it crossed most of the forest, moving at an unearthly speed. He ran back as fast as he could and locked himself in the car and never saw anything like that again. That to me is crazy. That I get that is that to me gives me Slenderman. Yeah, thoughts. or like Jack Skellington yeah. from um, like um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I see like a like a stark sp- white head, a spider-looking Jack Skellington. Yeah. Oh, that's that weird. Is so creepy. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, jeez. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, like. I, we don't know. I mean, they didn't face off with the stick figure dude thing, creature, specter, mm-hmm. ghost man, demon man. I mean, I don't know. It, sound, it sounds like a little demonic. It does. Like a little shadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, you know, very, um, very crazy. And so, yeah, um, that's all we kind of wanted to talk about today. Um, we are going to be putting out episodes every week. Um, I'm going to try to have a bunch of different people on the pod. So today we had Drew. So Drew, thank you so much for all of your time. And it was joining fun. Us. It's always fun. Um, and so next time, maybe we'll talk about some true crime, get some more spooky stories in there. Um, I look forward to coming back. Oh, yeah. And Drew's like, I want to come back. He's like, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. He was very unsure about <laughs> like doing it. But he was so happy he did he did a good job so i'm proud of you thank you all right bye guys see you next week bye bye